Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's Tuesday, June 7th, 2022, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm great. It's been Gary. a while since we hosted together. I know, I know. I like I like to keep you on your toes lately because it's warning me off on your minions. Stuff keeps happening. I kick you to Janet, I keep you to tomorrow, and I don't warn you. You just show up, new person pops in. Can you hang with them? I honestly, I mean, a lot of times, maybe because I don't check the document, but a lot of times I, you know, I, I, I come on and I turn on my camera and I jump into the Discord, honestly not having a clue, like, what awaits me in terms of who. <laughs> like, when I hosted with Janet um, last week, which was good, by the way. I liked, I liked that. People seem to enjoy that pairing. I didn't, know, I didn't know that I was hosting with Janet until, like, five minutes before yeah. we went on. But that's because, like, you're an all-purpose player. I can put you in there with anybody. Oh I'm yeah, not worried. About I've got it, you know chem- I mean? I got chemistry with just about anyone. It's more, and you know it, or because we've talked about it before. But my favorite still, and this is not about Janet or Tamor, but it's more the fact of how you intimidate other kind of funny people to where like what? you're one of the other. We've talked about this before. When you first started hanging out, I remember we've talked about it on shows. I think where it was like uh, Tim was like, I, like, oh, should I host with Gary? I don't really feel like I have a rhythm with Gary. I'm like, nobody has a rhythm with Gary. You just get in there, and you Who jump says out of you. That? In the old days, when you first showed up and like only I knew you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got we, were scared to Gary, we were all scared of you. I, I took you the got, path. Listen, of the like, funny I'm thing is, I was talking him. about this on my stream the other night. That this is something that's dogged me for years. That people, I found out after years after I was editor of PC Gamer, I found out that during my time there, everyone was intimidated by me. Like people that worked for me, PR people that would come in to show me games. Because like my my default. I guess I've got like, you know, what you call resting bitch face. That's a thing, right? Like I just, yeah. my default mode you is also- just to just to be a bit kind of terse and grumpy, but it's not, I'm not like, I'm not, that's not aimed at you. It's just how I am. And it, it's not, it's not what I want you to think. It's not that it's after the fact. Oh God, like, is that what you got? Like, that's not what I intended at all. But like, I, yeah, I, I think a lot of Everybody people find me off because I'm a bit grumpy. That. And I think honestly, the kind of funny audience knows that at this point. That's why By now they do, but yeah, I know what you mean yeah. how at first, like it's an acquired taste. I, I remember when you uh, you started coming around and we were doing uh, KFAF and you would stick around to watch a little bit. It always yeah. felt like we had won a little bit. Like, wow, look, we're, we've got his attention for an addition, like for time we're no longer paying him for. Pretty cool. I always liked KF. I always stick around for the, for the beginning part of it. It was secretly because I always uh, hoped that at some point as a stunt uh, that Nick and Andy would kiss, but it never happened. <laughs> Oh, really? I can't imagine that's true. Have they never kissed at KFAF, Kevin? I don't think they have. All right, when's the next, time, you, when's the next time you're doing one of those um, uh, uh, fundraiser streams? Fundraising thermometers, yeah. No, That'll no, go through the roof. Yeah, exactly. Put it there at the top. The very, I think, very top I think we've moved away from almost kiss. Well, this isn't almost kiss. That's different. No, this is actually like get on with it. Yeah. 
Got it. All right. I love that, that that that's our legacy. You know what I mean? Fucking where we do almost kisses a game on it. Be- not because we thought it would be like funny if we kissed, but because we were all so openly willing to kiss each other. We wanted to see how close we were. And then like new people came through and they'd be like, we understand, but anybody else watching this would think it's because you're homophobic. We're like, oh no, it's completely the opposite. We're totally down I to think it's a, I think it's a sign of the strength of your team that there's like any, there's no combo. Like, like pair up any two members are kind of funny at random. And you can imagine them kissing, or you'd want to see that happen, or you oh, know yeah. that at least both participants would be up been, for There's it. some good fan fiction that's been written about us all kissing. Yeah. Like Kevin, is there anyone on the kind of funny crew that you would not kiss? Uh, Andy, with their consent, I mean? obviously, everybody's consent. You know, Andy, consent. Yeah, obviously, like fully. Yeah, I mean, obviously, both parties. Just make sure we're all on the same page. Point. Yeah, like he'd take it too real, you know. Wait, who yeah. would? I said Andy. You, <laughs> you would take it too real. You'd be, you'd be getting DMs in the middle of the night from like, "What you doing? You want to go get a burger tomorrow?" I'm married, Andy. <laughs> you took this bit too real. <laughs> I can, I can see that happening. Did you know I... Kojima might be working on a new horror game, and it might be getting announced very soon? That Fortnite might be getting its own first-person mode, and that E3 is supposedly coming back next year. Well, you will after this episode because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You can get your name read as a Patreon producer. You can get the show ad-free. You can get each and every episode with the post-show we do. And you can get the ability to watch us record shows like PS I Love You, XCast, and Gamescast live as they happen. Of course, if you have no bucks, toss our way on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games don't worry there's plenty of free ways to support us you could be watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like doc subat uh alden michaels and sup i'm james 07r if you're watching live of course you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight with everybody who's going to watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listen on podcast services around the globe of course if you're watching later you have to listen to the ads you don't get the post show and you can't watch us record the other shows live but you still have a good time and hey if you're on twitch use that amazon prime subscription that gives you a free month of twitch gaming subscriptions to for us and remember it doesn't auto renew you have to do it every time it totally sucks but it means a lot to us just like it means a lot to us when you use the epic creator code kind of funny all one word when you're playing Fortnite, when you're playing uh playing buying games on the epic game store pc uh switch anywhere you can use an epic creator code it'll work for you and we'd love it if you used ours now some housekeeping for you it is a fucking banger of a day on youtube.com slash kind of funny games right now you can go and guess what the blessing show is back head over to kind of funny games to check out blessings deep dive into his experience with the steam deck is it the future of gaming check it out now it's a fantastic episode also up is kfw midday mayhem uh gary and paris team up to take on brian altano and mike drucker alana's got back-to-back matches and gruesome greggy is banished to the phantom zone and if that wasn't enough for you earlier this morning the sonic central thing happened uh blessing was there to live react to it alongside tim that is all up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games gary i want to talk about your kfw uh not debut yeah how am i how am i getting on you did great you did great. You and Paris came out. You challenged up at noon because up at noon, Mike Drucker and Brian Altano had, of course, ended Kaka Creed, uh, Khalif Adams and Austin Creed's uh, winning streak. They they okay. were pretty much seemed to be the dominant tag team. Up at noon came in to challenge. Then you and Paris got in there. And let me tell you, me and Mike thought it looked bad in the front. 
two old dads out there fighting these young bucks. You know what I mean? But you guys hung in there. Yeah, but it's all about experience. I won't ruin it. Who wins in the end? It's all about experience. Well, most importantly, like I said, those are three great videos up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. I tried to write this as a tweet because I always mean to write it as a tweet, but I only ever think to write it as a tweet when bad things are happening, right? It drives me fucking nuts. And I'm Greg Miller and I try to be, you know, positive on the internet and I fail all the time. Don't get me wrong, yada, yada. It drives me fucking nuts, Gary, when some shitbag moron has some terrible fucking take that's awful and everyone quote tweets it or retweets it to make fun of it and that tweet gets shared a gajillion times and everybody knows what's going on with this yeah sometimes third people bag. do that deliberately because they just know that they're just you know it's bait what i i am obviously talking because we just put up three great videos today which means all three of those videos and now the fourth video that will be kind of funny games daily are going to cannibalize each other and none of those videos will do incredibly well because there's so many videos coming out Toss that out. I'm not even specifically talking about that. It just reminds me in, on a day, and I look around, I don't fucking really know, but I think so. I'm not talking about any person, website, YouTube personality. And, like I don't think anybody's being a horrible person today, and I don't think it's – well, I'm sure somebody's being horrible. But nobody's sharing the horrible tweet is what I'm saying. This is a great day to remind you that every fucking creator you follow on the internet, even if they are just somebody who is a prolific tweeter, a meme poster or whatever – would fucking die to have you share their content. But as usual, as you've heard me a million times talk about when I almost, I deleted my tweet about the office and it changed the way I thought about like what sharing feedback because only negative feedback is really what motivates anyone to do anything. If you see something you like today on the internet, retweet the fucking post, post the video, share it, tag your creator friends. or And I mean, the people you tag, the creators you enjoy. Like not, you don't even have to fucking know them. I mean, but it's like, today's a great day where I'm like, I'm so fucking proud of kind of funny. And I look at that, I'm like, None of those videos will do particularly well because they're all fighting each other. But I, fuck so God I, I damn, can understand man. why if you don't want to draw attention to it, but is there some like shithouse tweet going around that I missed? No, this? that's why I think today's a great day. Oh, uh, okay. On the days usually where I do see a sh uh, like industry drama, this fucking thing's happening. Everybody's mad at person X because they did Y. That's when I always think to make this tweet. But if I was to make that tweet, then I'm sucked into the spiral of, well, Greg's subtweeting whatever fucking thing's happening today. Again, I don't know if something horrible is happening right well, now. Well, I, I, I thought you might have referenced because it, the, the, I saw one yesterday that was making me laugh. There's this blockchain gaming uh, post oh, going yeah, around. It was yeah, a Facebook, Facebook post. Did you see that? that? This guy like writes it's this. Epic, this is this is the future of blockchain yeah. gaming. This is what your gaming lifestyle will look like. And he writes it out in such a way that it's supposed to sound like this utopian gaming paradise. Sounds like a fucking hellscape. It sounds like constant work. He's I was like, like, really? I, I, went, I, have to, like, I, I already have a job. What the fuck am I now doing this? I spent 10% of it here, and then I did oh this God, thing. Yeah. I'm like, holy fucking shit. No, thank you. I was not referencing that fun, that funny, goofy Facebook post. I'm just my saying favorite, in general. My favorite thing is when you talk about hello, there's this dragon in some imaginary blockchain MMO yeah. that has this like obsidian orb thing that everyone wants, and it only has a 5% drop rate. And there's only four of them in existence because they're NFTs. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? Four? There's only four and there's a 5% drop rate? What, are eight people fucking playing this game? What is going... <laughs> I, I, none of it made any sense. It was absolute... Just a horror show. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later. Roll a 50 on that one. Uh, for now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. Half uh, Baker's dozen.
Let's start with the rumor mill. You can't trust it, but let's have some fun. Summer Game Fest is two days away. Is Kojima's next game a horror game called Overdose? We go to Tom Henderson at Try Hard Guides. The creative mind behind the likes of Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding is working on a new title currently named Overdose. Early footage that has been sent to me under the request of anonymity seems to show Mama from Death Stranding wearing a blue dress. The game, however, does not appear to be Death Stranding 2 and just features the actor actress who portrayed Mama, uh, Margaret Qualey. Footage shows the character walking through dark corridors with a flashlight in third person. When it's, uh, but it's been suggested that the game can be played in first person too. A jump scare at the end of the footage shows game over, all one word, followed by a Hideo Kojima game, dot, 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 overdose. It's been rumored by reputable industry insider Jeff Grubb. That's right, game, no, giant bombs Jeff Grubb. Uh, that Kojima has been in talks with Xbox for the company to publish their next game. Although I wasn't able to verify that this deal hasn't finalized, it does seem that something is likely to be announced soon. After all, a picture did surface last week of Hideo Kojima in a Zoom call with the creator of Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley. Gary, are we getting a Kojima game at Summer Game Fest on Thursday, which we were live reacting to here on Twitch.tv. Well, I did see a thing about how Jeff Keighley, and, and you know, who knows what kind of, you know, cryptic mind games Jeff Keighley is playing in the lead up to this event. But I did see a thing about him managing expectations for Summer Games Fest and saying that it's going to primarily focus on games that have already been announced. Like you'll see stuff, but it's games that you already know about. But I'm, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, that might him just be, like, be you know, kind of playing possum. And then well, there's got to be like, at least a couple of like, oh my God, who knew this was coming type reveals. He's just right? trying to set expectations. And I think that does leave you room to then have it be. Yes, Listen, I these said days that, with that these it things, is primarily there, but with, anything With these happen. showcases, you've, you've got to set expectations low. Like he can't go around saying this is going to be the best showcase ever. It's going to blow your mind. Wait until you see what we're going to reveal. Because even without that, people are always primed to go in. Like their expectations are always so high. The oftentimes with the with the, with an off with a rare exception, like I know this this most recent Sony State of Play was very well received, but like the last but the last one wasn't, and the last Xbox one wasn't. A lot of people were like, oh, that didn't that didn't meet our sky high expectations. Sure. So managing expectations, I think, for all the good it does, has become a necessary part of the lead up to these to these showcases. But certainly, wait, who? No, so oh, wait, I always consider the source. Who was it? Who said they got sent this secret footage? Where this was is Tom we, Henderson? Try okay. hard game. Try hard okay. guides. My, my so I, I, so, I, so I, I can't speak to that, but I do know that obviously the idea of a, a new horror game from Kojima is something that a lot of people, I mean, I, again, I, I personally, I'd be interested in it. Like for, as an outside observer, I wouldn't play it. Cause I can't, I don't, I don't play horror games, but like, if you think about it, like ever since PT, right. Ever since the, the, the days of PT, people have been, like serious blue balls over like a, a Kojima <laughs> horror game. That's what people want, right? PT yeah. well, really yeah, to drop in from GameSpot's you know, reporting on this as well because they're citing Tom Henderson has been in the news before. He's he does leak stuff and have uh, sources, and he's freelance, so he writes everywhere. Uh, okay, Eddie over GameSpot added in his report about this, uh, reporting on the Henderson thing, not independently. Uh, Kojima has spoken openly about wanting to make a horror game. In 2020, after releasing PT, which is actually a teaser for the Silent Hills project that never materialized, Kojima said he has ideas for a horror game that would make you defecate in your pants. Quote, I would like to make oh, another horror far. game someday. Something that uses a revolutionary method to create terror that doesn't just make you pee your pants, but crap them. I already have ideas in mind, he said. 
I knew. I mean, like I'll just I'll re reiterate: a new horror game from for, from Kojima would obviously be at the very, very top of almost everyone's wish list, right? In terms of sure. what for would sure. you most want to like? What would you most want to see? And from who? Horror yeah. game plus Kojima equals lots of happy uh, gamers, I'm sure, and maybe something. Uh, with the you know with a little bit of PSVR aspect because you know VR is really where you want to go if you want full full horror. I yeah, won't even that. do it. I won't even go near that shit. But for people that like it, for good luck to you. Now you say I, that. I, I watch some of these horror streamers that play these horror VR games, and my god, they're braver than I am. This, the, to, I remember when Patrick Kleppert used to do it. Fuck sure. that. To double back, remember of course because uh, the article from Tom is referencing the Jeff Grubb giant bombs jeff grubb uh that you know he's been talking to xbox that there's been reliable reports from grubby that he's been talking to xbox which of course gets us into well could something happen at games fest well could something happen at the xbox bethesda showcase on sunday which we'll be live reacting to we did um we did uh xbox bethesda showcase predictions on the show uh, on xcast just this past week and one that i retroactively would like to, I didn't think about it until just now when we're sure. talking about it, but, like, but hey, we have talked about it before, is could Xbox snag Kojima and bring him into the fold and, you know, his next game is an Xbox exclusive or whatever. Maybe, you know, Xbox are making some wild moves right now. You never know what Kojima's going to do next. So all things are possible. That I mean, that definitely would be like an epoch-making event. You know, I mean, you, you traditionally, I think, associate Kojima with the PlayStation more than any other platform in, in his sure. recent history at least, right? Um, oh, yeah. so for Xbox to, to get him would, would be, I, I, I think we're, we're going a little bit out on a limb here, but like the horror game thing, you just never know though. Do you, I mean that, that like that whole abandoned thing, right? That stopped being in, in, interesting ages ago. That's just annoying now. And that's I not mean, Kojima's fault. Right. And he just yeah. got sucked into that, but we're that's so some developers who are either very naive or are pt barnum esque you know what i mean like yeah. whatever you want to say like you know what about yeah is. I, don't I don't think you're ever gonna, i don't uh, think you're ever gonna see i, I read a, a, a thing on it the other day that yeah there was a recent like it's article all, it's yeah. all smoke and mirrors um, Hold on, real quick i'm sorry i have breaking news from the chat where ooh. giant bombs jeff grubb says i don't know if this game uh, is the Xbox game. But Kojima definitely said in December he's working on two games, a big game and a new challenging game. He said this in December. And isn't this supposed to be a Death Stranding 2? Yeah. But, you know, two games can be, I mean, right there, as he's pointing out, you know, two games. I mean, maybe he's doing what, like, Corey Barlog is doing with God of War and, like, not being so involved with the sequel. And no way. Do his own oh, thing. Are you kidding me? No way. Hideo well, I mean, Kojima, there's the only so, unless he's cloning himself, no there's way. only so much Kojima to go around, right? I, can he really, game. can he work on three Death major games two. at once? New challenging game. What was the name of this one? I forgot it. Uh, yeah, overdose. Maybe that's how it'll shake out. Maybe we'll see it this weekend. And so then I look to you, Gary Witt, and I say, let's say for let's just overdose is real and it's happening at, at this week in SGF week. Is okay. it happening at uh, Jeff's presentation on Thursday, or is it happening at Xbox Bethesda Showcase on Sunday? I mean, I you got to figure it would be closer to jeff's event right because kojima and jeff have that relationship so but but again it depends if there's if there's an xbox aspect then it I, then it, you know then that would it would that would trump that so who the hell knows it's a much thing trying to predict this stuff i think it's going to be a double dip for sure where i think it would be that you get the trailer at jeff's thing on thursday everything we just talked about here and then at xbox bethesda they show the trailer again and then you uh, have, and then like, announce it like it's an, an xbox interview. exclusive or something 
God, well, I think that would be, that, I think be an absolute Jeff thing. I just think of the Xbox Bethesda showcase that you would then double down on it and talk more about it. Right, right, right. Or a little, uh, you know, vignette with Kojima talking about it. That's what I think you'd do. Yeah, Let's it's see. interesting. I mean, listen, like, like I said, I, I can't do horror. I told you, I told you my story about that years ago when I, uh, I went to a thing with um, uh, some other industry people at Comic Con years ago, where Sony were doing an offsite for for the for the first gen PlayStation VR. It wasn't out yet, but they had like you know the dev kit version of it. Oh, and it was, I remember who it was now. It was me and me and Megan Scavio from who was working at GDC at the time, and Larry yeah, nice. Herb, and the three of us were there, and they were they were doing like a private demo for us, and we played a bunch of VR stuff that was fun, and they said, okay, now we're going to show you what we think is the coolest thing. The last demo is this thing called Kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, Kitchen, what is that? And they said, well, you know, you just just try it. And again, I'm really, really sensitive to VR. And by that, I mean, like, I spook easily in VR. Like, when something comes up and gets me, like, ah, ah like, VR really, you know, <laughs> that, that, that immersion really gets to me. So, like, horror, I just can't do it. I cannot do horror in a VR game. It's way, way too much for can me. You, can you do horror in general? Yeah, I can watch like a horror movie. I or don't play game. horror games anymore. Okay. Ever since Fatal Frame 2, I fucking oh, noped out. When when I realized that that game starts fucking with you, even in the pause mode, that's when I knew that I was done with that genre. Gotcha. And I, I, so I find you... it interesting. And I enjoy watching streamers play, you know, Phasmophobia or whatever, but I can't play the games anymore. Um, Did you, like, so you're not excited for Supermassive's The Quarry this week? I mean, things like things like Dead by Daylight and the and the and the um the what do they call it? The Man Man of a Dan House of yeah, Ashes. Yeah, the Dark games. Pictures Anthology, which is made by Those, Supermassive. If, you're, if I'm on like a couch playing with my wife or something, that's fine. Right. But like, I couldn't like like even Gone Home. Remember Gone Home, which was only pretending to be a horror game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but it hits all those buttons. That was the last time I played a game at home, like with the lights off. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, it's I just have I just have a low tolerance for it. So the kitchen thing, I remember specifically, they were like, just try it, just try it. And I'm like, no, I really need to know like what I'm getting myself in for before you give it to me. Because I could sense they was they were kind of going, oh, this is going to be the one that's going to mess you yeah. up. And I'm like, just give me some hint to what it is. And they said, well, have you ever seen any Japanese horror? And I just walked out. I just left. <laughs> You're like, bye. It's like, I'm gone. Off. No. Nope. N-O-P-E, nope. I can't do it. So uh, I would love to see a Kojima horror game from the point of view of someone who's interested in the, you know, the art and craft of video games. I think it would be sure. fantastic. It's just not something I would personally play. I can't wait for it. I can't do you wait like for horror? Do, you, do you do horror? Horror games? I horror game. You do? Yeah. I mean, do you want to be scared? Do you like want to turn the lights down yeah. and like really oh have the Kojima scared out of you? Yeah. Okay. Get the jump scares going? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm, like, I'm one of the sickos you're talking about where Resident Evil uh, Seven, right? Yeah, in the in the VR, going around the backwoods. In the, no, I fucking fuck adored that. that, Gary. I, and it was that thing where I started it at like four in the afternoon. And then I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even get. And the room was completely dark around me because I was. I got like five minutes because Leah and I were going to play it together. We got like because she likes horror. We got like five minutes inside the mansion in Resident Evil Seven. So maybe like the first hour of gameplay, and I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. So, so, so take that and put it in VR, which literally I think is like a 10 X multiplier for horror. So beyond my, my tolerance, like it's not even funny. 
Well, again, as I called out, the quarry comes out Friday, so we'll have stuff in that uh, soon. Uh, Joel White says, what's the deal with the quarry? Where are the reviews? That's a great question. Is that Joel. out now, man. the quarry? No, Friday. I just said that. Shut okay. up. I'm doing a bit. Uh, that's a great question, Joel. You know, man, if we were going to review the quarry soon, you should really get questions in on patreon.com slash games for the Gamescast, where we review all the games, because if we review games and you and the game's coming up and you care about it, we're probably going to review it, and so you should probably get it in there, but we'd never be able to say if we were going to review it soon or not because of embargoes, but I would go to patreon.com slash games and put in a review questions for the quarry because one day we'll have a quarry and when we do we'll review it number two on the roper report is first person mode coming to fortnite we go to hypex on twitter a, a very avid leaker of fortnite information kevin i have a link there for you and uh, hypex says first person camera in fortnite and then uses the fire emoji this update, Epic began working on some stuff about first-person camera mode, but there's no other info about it at the moment as it seems like it's still in early development. Would work really well for zero build modes. And then here's this image, I assume, is that's been a, one of the things that have been leaked out of it and what's going on with it. This is more of a talking point because, uh, Kevin, I turn my eyes to you. Our mm. Fortnite expert, our mm. Fortnite avid fan, would you be stoked for no not at all first, i don't like no. i don't like the first person like i i don't like it i i, I certain guns have you jump into that uh yeah. and i've gotten used to that but i guess it'd be interesting to try it with a game that i like so much already where the mechanics sure. are something i'm thinking about so i don't know i guess like if this were to become this were to come i would definitely use it and try it and feel it out and and this might help me get better at other games uh but uh, this is not something i'm excited for I kevin is it you, that you don't like first person shooters in general or you just don't like it for this uh i just don't like them in general okay yeah okay but like i think that if i had a like something like this where i could ease my way into it that might help you know what I think is interesting about it is obviously it'd be an option. You can do whatever you want to, unless maybe it's like a no-build mode where you'd be dropped into it, right? Because they are talking about a first-person camera mode. Uh, it's so interesting when Fortnite is so much about your character aesthetics, right? The suit you've unlocked, the back bling you have, the pickaxe you have, which I guess you kind of see here. But you understand what I mean. Like, I like playing Oh, Fortnite that's a tree. You don't get to kind of check yourself out in first-person exactly. mode, Exactly. I love right? seeing Captain America. I love seeing the Proton Pack on my Ghostbuster. Uh, it'd be interesting for this to see... I I wonder if it would convert people like Kevin or if it would just bring in a new first-person shooter audience, you know, somebody like the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez, clicking heads. It's been interesting to to see the um, evolution of Fortnite recently as it as it compares to other shooters. Yeah, well, when you, when, when you think about it, right, Fortnite's really, obviously there are so many shooters out there right now, whether it be Apex, PUBG, uh, Warzone, uh, Battlefield, you know, the, uh, Valorant uh fortnite the, the fortnite's the only one that is still fully third person and but, but it's the biggest one also so it's interesting that it kind of bucks the trend but it's still the most popular one i i remember going through this when i used to play pubg some years ago mm -hmm. like pubg started out as a third person game much like fortnite i think that's why fortnite battle royale isn't third person like that because they you know initially they were really kind of essentially cloning PUBG because PUBG sure. was blowing up at the time and Fortnite was was dead and they were like we need to come up with something and what they came up with was Battle Royale and the rest is history but you know that third person perspective I think is is still is is, is remained PUBG almost entirely switched over like you can still choose both modes but like all of the serious PUBG players went to first person as soon as first person 
became available. I still personally prefer third person. I actually like the fact in th with, with third person with the camera angles, you can kind of peek around corners. It's a little bit cheating. Yeah, but you, you can cheat of, a bit. You can, you can get angles and things that in first person you can't. And I think that's some of the, again, the reason why the tryhards and the serious players don't like it. Um, but yeah, PUBG almost fully went over to first person. All the other shooters are in first person. So I don't know why, for, again, when, when Fortnite's obviously already like super popular, maybe they're seeing the numbers starting to, to, to plateau a little bit. I don't know, but it's interesting to see first, you know, they, they brought in zero build. Zero build bringing in the numbers. Near, zero right. build brought a whole bunch of people back. So Honestly, I, I mean, that's the closest I've ever come to being interested in playing Fortnite because it was always the building that put me off. I just yeah. didn't look like a fun, it didn't look like something I could get my head around, especially when you see people building you know, when you watch like the 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 really good players building structures so incredibly quickly, like it's impossible to even. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's such a mess. It's like this doesn't look like a, a shooter to me. So zero build definitely kind of got me a bit closer to being interesting, uh, interested. In it. And I think first person for uh, for a lot of other people, there's a lot of shoot. I think there's a lot of shooter people out there who might like the idea of getting involved in Fortnite, but just can't rock with a third person perspective. Again, like those all those PUBG fans, and basically anyone who comes from an, any, if you come from Apex or Valorant or a Warzone, any other shooter, you go to you go to Fortnite. Like, what the fuck is this? Why can't I see my 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 guy's ass? I don't want to be looking at my own character's fucking asshole the whole time that I'm playing. I want to be looking down the barrel of a gun. And, and so quick, maybe this make, is if for they them. Make a skin where I can just see my character's asshole. I'm yeah, I mean, my, I know I'm you. You just want to be staring at your own asshole all the time, and that yeah. that that mode's obviously going to be. Um, the back, asshole <laughs> but it's interesting that it's forking into all these different variations right because third person's still going to be there right they're not going to switch that off so now you've got like build so does it does this mean when you go into fortnite now you can kind of basically dial up any combination like if i wanted to play third person zero build or first person with building or or did you think only certain things would only be available in certain combinations or can you like dial up anything well again you want? this is early in development according to hypex but i think it yes what normally would happen what i think would happen is they launched with similar zero build where it's a limited time mode and then people love it enough and they, if it works and gets people in then yeah you'd see a whole bunch of different permutations of it but it speaks to what you're talking about where it's like zero build is the first time you got interested in it even though you haven't made the jump and you totally should come play yeah. with me and kevin play kit with kevin and joey they're always playing i come when i can uh Come do that, give it a shot. But it's the same argument here, where if there's people who are like, oh, I don't play third-person shooters, suddenly here's another wall that falls down. And again, this is key to Fortnite's continued dominance and growth. Mm -hmm. Like, Think about like how insanely popular this game is, how it's a cultural phenomenon, how it's his biggest thing. And at any point, it could stop and rest on its laurels, but then growth would stagnate. And obviously there's ups and downs all the time as we see with this of you know how many people come in. But you put something like zero build in and you bring in a whole new audience or bring back laps players like myself where I was just like, all right, cool, I'm never going to be good enough at building so I'm not going to have a great time with it. Whereas now I feel like I'm having a fun time because I don't have to worry about somebody 360 and building a tower out of nowhere and being up right. in the sky. And so it's the same thing here where if like that's the one thing, get it. And then you're going to continue, I think, to see Fortnite and Epic continue Listen, to evolve and, and even change. even when you're on top of the world like Fortnite is and continues to be the rule the rule applies if you if you're not making moves you're standing still. still so Fortnite's out there making moves they've got no you know obviously they're continuing the you know every week here's you know fucking Stranger Things or whatever the fuck's in the news this week we've got that character they're on the biz dev side they're, they're constantly killing it um but you know on the gameplay side they need to keep it interesting as well and I do think there are some people some players out there that wouldn't won't even look at Fortnite. Like in the same way that I wouldn't look at it because the building, I found the building off-putting. I think there are people out there that won't look at it because third person is just, you know, as a shooter, if you're coming from Apex, if you're coming from 
Counter-Strike or really anywhere where, you know, first person is, is, the, is the main flavor, it's going to be anathema to you. So, yeah, I think it could potentially unlock a whole new player base for them. And not uh, not the Lylander uh, in the chat says, can we get a Fortnite car racing mode? What about a Fortnite uh, soccer mode? Fortnite airplane sim? I assure you, Epic is looking at all of that. For as much as vehicles play a part in their thing and like soccer being in there, like they are looking at all of that. And I'm sure they are dialing into all the metrics on how much people use cars. How what what is the when you take a car in Fortnite? How long do you stay in a car? And if they tweak this and they do that, do they keep retention? Do they do this thing? Blah blah blah. blah. Like that's gonna uh, you're gonna continue to see all of that go and become I think standardized and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Capcom has a showcase next week. Uh, we go to Capcom on their Capcom site that writes, a new live stream digital event is on the way. The Capcom showcase has got you covered on the latest news and updates for upcoming Capcom games. Tune in Monday, June 13th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Yes, we'll be live reacting to you here on twitch.tv slash games later on youtube.com slash games for the Capcom showcase live stream. We'll be diving deeper into details and news on previously announced titles. Uh, you can check our, uh, you can check out our show on the official capcom twitch and youtube channels the show will run about 35 minutes so sit back grab a snack and enjoy the show uh they went on to list people who are live reacting to it and you're goddamn right they put kind of funny on there but i won't mention min max ig or GameSpot or anybody else they put on there uh but over at GameSpot, uh jason finelli wrote this little piece of context for you while no specific games have been confirmed for capcom showcase the company has announced multiple games that are currently in development that list includes the following capcom fighting collection coming out june 24th 2022 capcom arcade second stadium 2022 resident evil reverse uh 2022 resident evil 4 remake march 24th 2023 exo primal x uh 2023 uh pragmatic uh, prag Pragmata uh, 2023, Street Fighter 6 2023, and then Resident Evil Village VR TBA. Gary Witta. Mm. They say we'll be diving deeper into details on news on previously announced games. Do these games do it for you? Are you going to be tuning in? Are you excited? Again, I, I'll be interested just as just as someone who likes video games and is interested in keeping up on what's going on. Yeah, because Capcom's you know a major name and they do major games. But in, in thinking about it, Cap, you know, Capcom's main bread and butter are, are two genres of games that I just don't play. Like, sure. I don't play horror games for reasons that we just talked about. And I'm not really a fighting game guy either. Um, I'm, I'm just terrible at them. And I've never, I've never really kind of unlocked their mystery. So, um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pay attention. But it's, I, I doubt there's very little that will come out of that. One, I do want, I am interested in Resident Evil 4 Remake. Because I sure. never played the original. I know it's one of the mm. most, it's one of the most well-liked. I told you, horror games. Um, yeah, I know yeah, it's I mean, one of the most well-liked ones. I thought we might be able to skate in a Resident Evil 4 around that time still. Yeah, zombies. I, 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 can't, I just can't do zombies. I have a particular problem with them. They, they, really, they really do freak me out. But like, I had a ton of... We had well, Lear and I had a ton of fun. Were you to be a zombie? You were a zombie in The Walking Dead pilot. Yeah, I, but I did that precise. So what happened was when I was a kid, my, par my parents just let me watch anything. I'd bring anything home from the video store and they were like, whatever. Sure. They would let me watch anything I wanted. And I watched George A. Romero's dawn of the dead when i was way too young to watch it and it really really scared me and it like it basically got into my head at a young i still have nightmares about zombies like to this to this day like they yeah. still i can't i can't watch i, I never watched I, I haven't watched dawn of the dead in like 30 something years because it just has when really bad no memories world. for me it just it really yeah. really freaked me out in a way that no other <laughs> horror movie ever did and to this day i still can't do uh zombies so the whole thing about being a zombie in the walking dead was meant to be like my attempt at like because at one point oh. i was standing in the middle of a street surrounded 
by hundreds of zombies. And I thought, if this doesn't cure me and my fear, nothing will. Um, and it didn't. Uh, so I started, but, but I did really enjoy watching Leah play Resident Evil 2 remake. That was a great, we skipped the third one because we heard not so, not so good things about it. Um, but Resident Evil 4, I know was again, one of the most well-liked you know, titles in the series. Right. And I don't think Leah ever played. She was a, she was, she was a GameCube kid back in the day, but I don't think she ever played Resident Evil 4. So this might be a good one for both of us. For sure. Other than that, no, like the fighting games, no. I'm in a similar thing where, yeah, for previously announced stuff and you look at this list of games, like obviously, yeah, Resident Evil 4 uh, remake, I want to see more of it and I'll play it when it comes around because especially I, I, Resident Evil 4, I personally think is overrated. I didn't remember enjoying it when I played it, but I, at that point, I, I shouldn't say enjoying it. When everybody's like, this is the greatest fucking thing of all time and you play it, you're like, okay, yeah, that was whatever. But like Resident Evil's really didn't click with me for a long time and I'm a huge zombie fan. It's my favorite horror franchise or uh, uh, genre. And so I was always like, let down by resident evil because it was never what i wanted that's why resident evil 2 remake i fucking adored and has such a great time with it and obviously i enjoyed resident evil i enjoyed the hell out of resident evil 7 but that was a different thing it wasn't the same you know the same old resident evil so for the fact that remake clicked for me and the fact for resident evil 3 i didn't adore but i enjoyed playing i just thought it was a not full-fledged thing like resident evil 2 was i'm interested to see what they do with resident evil 4 and if that can turn around with, uh, turn it around for me or whatever and see if i enjoy that but Exo Primal, the... we all watch like all right whatever street fighter i'm not a fighting game guy either yeah Village. yeah i might play the adventure mode though that looks interesting what's sure. the what's the thing that could come out of this capcom showcase that would most blow people away people like or greg a... miller what's that People or Greg Miller? I mean, in, I mean, do I mean what? I mean, you could do both, like you personally, but like what in general? Do you like a like new Marvel versus Capcom or something? I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, what you look over be... the chat, you see it popping off. Dragon's Dogma Two. That's what Dragon's Dogma Two. Okay. People want it or whatever. Greg Miller wants uh, a Dead Rising again. <laughs> Give me a new Dead Rising. And I know we've got a lot. I can't be picky. I've got a lot of Dead Rising because I've played them all. But I could go for more. I could go for another one. But I know it's also so much Resident Evil here. I doubt they come back into that. Who does uh, Devil May Cry? Capcom. So a new, is, it, is, it, is that, are we due a new one of those? It's been a while since the last one, hasn't it? Uh, your test is another one. Of, like Capcom's so not my uh, specialty. I forget how, we did get one recently, right? What was the Devil May Cry 5? In 2019, we got Devil May Cry 5. Okay, so not that long ago. Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, Capcom's an oh, interesting one. I'll go through. I know Tim's hey, what about a new Dead one. Rising? Do you think they ever? Do you think they'd ever do ever do a new Dead Rising? I mean, Gary, I just talked about Gary, Dead Rising. Gary, you gotta, you gotta listen Rising. a little bit. You Greg Miller. Well, no, you're saying dead this and dead. This is the problem with these games. It's all one thing or another, right? It's a dead this and dead that. Walking Dead, Living Dead, Walking Dead, Dead Rising, Fair Dead enough. this, that, and the I, other. Come on. I adore. This is adore. the problem. There's too many of these fucking games, and they're all the same. I adore Dead Rising. I would love another Dead Rising. We have gotten a lot of Dead Risings. The thing is, at least Dead Rising's funny. Huh? That that to me, I can when 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 the horror is like is oh, mitigated, yeah. is leavened with a little bit of comedy. Dead, Dead Rising from the jump, right? It was like a playground. There's zombies everywhere, and yeah, they can kill you. But it was about the psychos. It but was you could run them over with a lawnmower, and it was about you know, wear a giant Mega, Mega Man helmet and going through and just destroying everything. Yeah, Dead Rising's dope. I still I found it too scary to play because it had the slow zombies in it. I don't mind the ones that chase you, the ones that run, but the what? slow shambling ones I don't like. 
That's what those are the Romero about. ones. Those are the ones that fucked me up when I was a kid. I've always talked about it. You know, I've it, I, it's you know trite now because everybody has a zombie plan and yada yada. But like I said, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed about zombies my entire life. So this is the kind of shit I'd make Poe listen to in the basement. My zombie plans or whatever. But it's that thing. If I hear on the news the dead walk or whatever, I open up the shades and I look out. If they're shambling slow zombies like The Walking Dead, I go, whew, all right, we got this. We're gonna be able to. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough few years, but eventually we're gonna we're gonna win back this thing. We're gonna we'll kill all the dead people we find. It's gonna suck that you can never sleep next to somebody again, right? You kiss your wife goodnight. You got to go to the different room, lock the door, and have little peepholes you open up and look. What, like if I sleep dying the night or something? Exactly. Okay. People die in their sleep all the time, Gary. Can't you can't take that chance? Uh, if I open it up and I see fucking fast moving zombies, I am jumping off the roof. Or I guess I probably don't live in a place high enough. If I was in an apartment, that's still the, the difference between the, the, the slow the, the slow ones we you're beat never gonna the fast be ones fast beat us. Zombies. These motherfuckers run nonstop and don't get tired. It's a fuck. It's over. Do you know what I mean? It's just over. You're never gonna come back from that. I know, but they don't have like weapons or vehicles or anything, right? Surely the army would still fuck them up. How many goddamn zombie movies you got to watch? The army never fucks them up in time. You know what I mean? It's going to be real bad news out there. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to run my entire life. Yeah. See, I do now, remember he, back he, in the day when that was a really popular thing where everyone's going, well, here's what I would do in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, right. Everybody kind of ruined it for me. That's one of the things yeah. I lost. Shigami in the chat says, we cannot beat zombies. We couldn't even beat the pandemic. This is the one time where America's incredibly loose gun control that has fucked up the entire country, just really fucked everything up and is an outrage, is an embarrassment to every American who should be paying attention, would actually be working in our favor. You know what I mean? This isn't, we couldn't beat the pandemic. Well, it's not like I, a bunch of my fucking friends at home have a goddamn, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm surprised the, the Republicans haven't tried that one out yet. It's like, I mean, we've heard every other ridiculous thing. Well, but what about zombies? Zombies could happen. We need, we need guns then. I mean, it honestly wouldn't <laughs> well, be we'll any more. Yeah, your children might get killed in school, but we'll be seeing who's fucking crying when the zombies come out. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen. I should tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to write in to be part of the show, to get your name right on the show as a Patreon producer, to get us to uh, the post show you can see each and every weekday, to get us to watch uh, whenever we do a games cast that is an embargo. That is an embargo. Sometimes with the games cast, you have to guess. Like you have to sit, you have to do critical thinking sometimes. You're like, man, a game I'm coming, I, I'd like to know more is coming out on Friday. I wonder if those guys would review that soon and if they'd not be allowed to talk about that. And then you have to write in and give us your questions for those games cast that you can't watch live that might be happening imminently. Uh, but of course, you could also go there to get all of our shows ad free. But speaking of which, you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just going to have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much with my first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to bra to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride Collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to meundies.com slash kinda funny. That's meundies.com slash kinda funny. 
No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on you. Number four on the Roper Report. Speaking of zombies, Greg Way, the ESA says E3 will return from the dead next year. This is Ooh. Nathan Grayson over at the Washington Post who writes, it's June, which is nearly any pre-2020 year would mean a cavalcade of new video game announcements with a loud red and yellow E3 logo slapped on them. But in 2022, for the second time in three years, E3 has been called off entirely with Summer Game Fest by former E3 host Jeff Keighley and a smattering of publisher-specific digital events Taking its place. Despite a dire stretch, the organizing body behind E3, the Entertainment Software Association, says it hasn't thrown in the towel just yet. Quote, we're excited about coming back in 2023 with both a digital and an in-person event, ESA president and CEO Stan, per, uh, Stan Paris Lewis uh, told the Washington Post in an interview. Quote, as much as we love these digital events and as much as they reach people and we want that global reach, we also know that there's a really strong desire for people to convene, to be able to connect in person and see each other and talk about what makes games great. And then there's a whole bunch more that happens than I like this quote too I pulled up. I think what's great about all this experimentation is that companies of all sizes are trying to figure out what works best to promote the product and the content that they are looking uh, to share with consumers, he said. And I think there is space for a physical show. I think there's an importance of having digital reach. Combining those two, I think there is a critical element of what we think E3 can provide, end quote. Gary Witta, will E3 resurrect next year? I actually have a question for you on this. As someone who, who I know is still quite bitter about being banned from E3 that time, is it, is it now pleasing for you to see E3 kind of flailing around with its legs kicking in the air like a dying fly? Do you feel like that's, do you feel a sense of like justice from that? Like they got what they deserve? I mean, well, no, Gary, because of course they banned me from E3 over a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah, right? we remember this. I had video proof that I was not violating the terms of service of E3. They backed off and didn't apologize. And then literally everyone involved with that decision from even the guy who sent me the email uh, left the ESA and they brought in all new leadership. And then that new leadership hired me to host D3 last year. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty dope. I don't mind this one. Wow. So they basically they banned you. And then everyone that was involved in that decision. There's a lot of turnover at the ESA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. If you come at the king, you best not miss, huh? Fucking I mean, hell. once you come at me, you know, the golden boy of video games, that's Holy how it's going to go. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's sad to see. You know what I mean? That's what everybody should think about. You know what I mean? This Khalif Adams kid, the Paris Lily, even Blessing of the Steam Deck episode today. Everybody should think about what they're saying about me because it doesn't end well for you when you fuck with me. But back to this story. Um, yeah, so it's it's... A weird thing of like, oh, I mean, not a weird thing. Take me out of it or whatever. I, no, I don't have any joy in watching the ESA and E3 flounder. I, I wish it's such a weird connection, right, of different events where for years we've wondered, oh, well, what's the, you know, what's the purpose of E3? And like, oh, it seems like there's all these different things. And then, of course, this global pandemic comes in and both hastens the problems it already has and creates a whole cavalcade of new problems for it to contend with. 
And so it is this thing of like trying to see them right the ship and figure out what they're going to do and have these like, we're going to come back. It's going to be digital. We're not doing it. Okay. It's going to be this last year's whole, the thing they pitched me and what they had people sign up for, for press access and all that stuff that never actually came to fruition of what they originally were trying to get it done to be. And yeah, you can be like, Oh man, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I think it's, I think it's also the fact that, well, yeah, but this is all in a COVID timeline of things changing and how they're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the thing. In a parallel universe where COVID never happened, maybe E3 is still, you know, is, is in a, well, obviously would be in a healthier space. We don't know exactly what it would be, but it wouldn't be where it is now. COVID really obviously did a number on E3 and all kinds of live events. We've seen that, you know, in, in multiple uh, industries. Um, I think the problem is, and you know, again, who knows, right? I mean, I think we'll have to wait until hopefully at some point we're living in a largely covid free world or at least the kind of covid free world where we can have like major events like e3 again where everyone's kind of crammed in together um you know hopefully without too much longer. and when that happens then we'll be able to know but in the meantime if i had to guess i don't know i mean just look at look at this summer right summer games fest is happening we're talking about all these different showcases there's no e3 this year but is there any less excitement about like all the new game reveals that are happening over the summer no because other events have come in it have come in and take and have filled that void. I've said it before. I think the only people that really, really miss E3 and kind of bemoan the loss of E3 are the are the relatively handful of like people in the games media bubble who missed the actual going to E3, hanging out at the fig, going to parties, chumming around with their you know industry pals and like you know hotel rooftop bars. And for that very, very small handful of people, comparatively. That was a great thing, and it's it's a bummer that E that E3 is not around, you know, for that to happen. The other events again will take that take that place, but for the vast majority of people, for gamers, for people, hold on, real quick. Out, God bless our Lord and Savior Jeff Keeley for bringing that part back. I'm flying down on Friday. I'm gonna get fucking. So you so you and so again, like life, life find like boozy journalists like life itself will always find a way. And so, but for the rest of us who just sit at home watching these events on YouTube live streams or Twitch live streams or whatever. It's the, 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 there's no, just because there's no E3 badge in the corner of the live stream, like it doesn't make any difference, right? We're still seeing the big events. We're still seeing the big yeah. companies. Now there's an games. SGF logo on the corner of the live streams. It's fine. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're seeing, you know, one, I, I, I think for the vast majority of people, the experience of like, oh, it's summer. There's going to be like a week or two of like a, a bunch of big game showcases, whether it's E3 branded or not, that has not changed because, you know, other, again, in the absence of E3, other companies have come in and, and filled and filled that gap. You know, it didn't take long for fucking Jeff Keighley to build a nest, did he? In the in the hole left by, by like, don't fucking sleep because Jeff Keighley will eat your lunch in like five minutes. Yeah, like you, you walk away for like one minute, he's come back. Oh no, I'm here now. Like I, this is a Jeff. And Keighley that's the thing now. is, I don't know. You know, to ESA's point, like, okay, you want to bridge this thing between you know a live event and a digital event and yada yada. yada. It's like the cat's out of the bag. Developers, publishers understand that they have reached and they can partner up and do their own things and do these different things. And I'd have to imagine the fact that Jeff Keighley is able to get PlayStation and Xbox to play nice, maybe Nintendo, but it doesn't look like it, right? But Xbox and, and like kind of funny.com slash wrong. I don't have the thing of the things in front of me. But like PlayStation, obviously, State of Play was branded Summer Game Fest. Xbox is doing their thing. There's going to be announcements from both of the, the, the uh, 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 thing on Thursday, right? He's unified in a way that the ESA alienated. ESA did not have PlayStation. PlayStation moved away from it. So even next year, you come back. Xbox always seems like they want to play nice with everybody, so maybe they still do it. But if Jeff is still going to do Summer Game Fest, and I'm assuming the return probably. That's a really interesting point, right? Because Jeff's not Jeff's like the fucking Marlo yeah. Stansfield of the video game industry, right? If you're not if you're not like protecting your corner, you come up there one. He's fucking rolled up on your corner, and now he's slinging dope on your corner that was at yours until yesterday. 
Yeah. Right. But he's, yeah. he's fucking got that corner now. So now that he's got that corner, how does E3 take it back? Right. There's going to be a big, there's going to be a problem, right? The E3 is not going to move back into the vacated space that left behind. It's been fucking cated. It's, it's fucking filled. But Jeff's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm fucking here now. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's going to be some kind of interesting, um, Maybe there'll be a rival. Maybe maybe there'll be some competition. I don't know, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see because that's a very good point. Uh, in the chat, Erock three five five says there's a big difference from the awesome live shows and the state of play. And I think you mean Summer Game Fest or whatever there. But I mean, what we're talking about again is a new world with COVID existing and how does that look in vaccinations and yada 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 blah 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 blah. Like, I think you know you want to compare last year's summer game fest and uh, to this, or even you know how how the industry's been able to respond. It's because they're trying to hit a moving mark and figure out what's going on. Let alone game timeline slipping, and let alone work from home, and let alone all these different things about it. Like I think even if E three was to come back in full force, it wouldn't be the same E three you've seen before. It would in, as it was last year. I mean, E3 we've we've seen that before. We've seen E three come back, and it's yeah. like oh, it's it's a pale shadow of its former self. I understand we all have a lot of nostalgia for E three. You know, it's 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 so baked into. You know, so many games journalists of 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 my generation and the generation that came after, um, you know, have some association with E3, and I've I've great, really happy, fun memories of of E3. Um, and it, it is a great opportunity for the games industry to kind of come together physically. Um, and I think maybe after the pandemic, there will be, um, you know, even more of an appetite for that because we've missed it, right? We've missed socializing, we've missed those events sure. the past two or three years, and I think that we all we we all want to get but back I mean- to that. You can look at, and we all want to get back to that, and we all keep rushing into it as we figure it out. And you can look at your favorite games journalists and press people and see it happening in real time, right? Of everybody, it's Dice goes to Dice, and then there's the oh man, I got COVID at Dice. Oh, I got COVID at Dice. I, I saw it at Dice. Hey, I saw it at Pax. Star Wars celebration. Back, they come COVID back. I got COVID at, at it. And then an, an enforcer dies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is the real world we live in now of how this shit works. So it's um, it's still a problem, and I do think we are kind of rushing back to you know said it a million times right like we're all over covid but covid isn't over us just because you've decided you've had enough and you're bored of, t- of of protecting yourself and others doesn't mean that it's not still a fucking problem it is right again every major um event that i've seen recently has had covid cases come out of it and sure. so it's it, it's going to be a while longer but I, mean, I guess my point is like let's just say covid disappeared tomorrow um and e3's back next year in full force it's going to be an issue because jeff's not just not like jeff's like just keeping that spot warm for e3 until it's ready to come back like he's no, he's no, going to no. want to keep that spot that like, e3, your up, time yeah. is done i'm the fucking future e3 is the past i'm the future so i know maybe we'll see some interesting uh turf wars we'll have to wait and see but remember summer game fest is upon you right now thursday uh, it is happening we will be live reacting here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games of course there'll be analysis reactions then tim blessing and myself go to la we will be covering games friday and saturday down there we will be putting stuff up on the tiktoks and talking about it when we get back and then of course when xbox and bethesda take the stage sunday we'll be live reacting to that as well twitch.tv slash kind of funny games no place else needed to go stay here subscribe like share keep gaming uh number five this is a super short one you like horror we know gary doesn't but layers of fear three seems to be being teased uh layers of fear two tweeted reach beneath the surface and uncover the source of your fears hashtag bloober team and then had it looks to be the reveal of their original painting from layers of fear one so people think this was a sequel to that there's a bunch of stuff going on obviously bloober's been in the news lately with the silent hill uh two rumor going on but this would be appear to be something else we will wait and see and keep you posted on that but your final news story of the day, number seven. That's right, I'm skipping six because it was like something just to have in there, but it's not worth it. Number seven, 
Let's talk about some giant bomb shakeups. Yesterday, the industry was rocked when Giant Bomb put up a, a big old post about what's going on in their future, but it was kind of nebulous because they were going to talk about the future today. So I'm going to combine three different things. We're going to start with three paragraphs from yesterday on Giant Bomb. Starting today, we want to enter into a new era of transparency with you, the Giant Bomb audience. So here's what you need to know. Giant Bomb and Jeff Gersman have agreed to go our separate ways. We're, we're not just going to gloss over this kind of heavy-hitting news. It is a big moment. Jeff is a co-founder of Giant Bomb and has been at the heart of this site since it launched in 2008. Whether it's quick looks, live streams, or the Bombcast, you have consumed content that he had a hand in making. Jeff has shaped Giant Bomb in profound ways, and he's also been a key part of bringing on board the voices that have defined the site through its different eras. To this day, Giant Bomb's influence on the way video games are covered on the internet is still as pervasive as ever, and Jeff remains inseparably attached to that legacy. But things change. Life unfolds, priorities shift, and people come and go. And the same goes for Giant, for giant Bomb. The, art, the letter then goes on to talk about like, you know, the different eras and like SNL, you bring in new cast members and that's what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And so that they were like, today we'll announce, or yesterday they were like, today we'll announce all this different stuff. So today stuff's happened, right? Giant Bomb has confirmed a new core team. It's nine members. It's Jeff Bacalar. It's Jeff Grubb, motherfuckers. It's Tamor Hussein. It's Dan Reichert. It's Lucy James. It's Jess O'Brien. It's Jan Ocho. Ocha, Ochao, Ochao, uh, Matt, Matthew Rory, and then uh, Jason Ostriker. Those are the new uh, here. Uh, Busting give me so it's Ocho. Uh, okay, so Jan Ocho. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. I try my best, but sometimes they catch me off guard. Uh, and that's your new core member of Giant Bomb. They have a video up walking through that. Yes, Dan Reichert has left WWE and is back here as creative director. I believe it is. I don't have that written down of this. Jeff Grubb, who of course left uh, uh, Games Industry at Biz and moved across the country, is here now doing that. Lucy and Tam, of course, friends of the show over there. You know them for that. Uh, Tam even wearing a kind of funny uh, sweatshirt, which we appreciate in the new announcement videos. Everything's fantastic over there. Meanwhile, Today, Jeff Gersman went live on uh, the old twitch.tv slash Jeff Gersman and announced the Jeff Gersman show, a Discord, a Patreon, a YouTube, a podcast, everything there. Gary, you you, you and I were watching when he went live. 15,000 yeah. people on twitch.tv slash Jeff Gersman watching him. Uh, you had been giving me updates early on in this show that he was like, it's 10K still? Is he live right now? Yeah, it was, um, I think it was about, it was 10K when I, it was about 15,000 when he first went live on I because I watched some of his stream um early this morning because i was curious to see uh what he what he's up to next and um yeah i right mean now the fact he's that just he's just he got a loop of norman reedus drinking monster energy drinks and it says not running and he's got 8500 people watching him jeff's jeff's streams are often very low energy but that's kind of what we what we love about him right and and the fact the fact that fifteen thousand people rolled up to a live stream you know with very little notice um and he's he announced a patreon i had like two thousand patrons like almost immediately i think really you know is is an illustration of just how much uh jeff continues to be uh loved by you know people who have you know been fans of his over the years he's one of my favorite people in the um in the games industry i've always I'll always always have time uh for jeff and uh, I, I, I struggle to think of anyone who loves games and or knows more about games than jeff does and he's got a very you know he's very kind of understated you know he's hilarious but in like in a very understated way uh and i've just always kind of just loved his vibe and his energy and his enthusiasm became a lifelong um fan of his you know when you know the whole game spot thing happened right and he kind of walked sure. you know the whole kane and lynch and that big integrity issue and he really kind of you know laid down a marker and i just thought it was incredibly 
um, uh, uh, a lot of admiration for what he did, and 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 you know love him to this day. It's interesting they, people comparing it to the SNL thing with like the changing rosters. I think of it like the analogy I was thinking this morning was almost like a band because it's sure. almost like say so Jeff is. You know, like band lineups change over the years. Right? People argue, like, oh, you know, Van Halen with David Lee Roth versus, you know, Sammy Hagar and this kind of stuff. And what was the best lineup of a band? And I'm very much a giant bomb purist, perhaps because I am of a certain age and I used to do content like with, with those guys back in the early days. And for me, like giant bomb, you know, it will always be, you know, Ryan Davis and Jeff and Vinny and Brad and, and, and Drew and those guys, like the original, original. I'm one of those guys, like, oh, the original lineup was always the best. And, you know, all of those guys you know, with, with Jeff leaving, who like to me, like nobody, you know, Jeff was synonymous with Giant Bomb. Like he is the soul of Giant Bomb. And I really do hope that the new crew, which has already seen like lots of kind of turnover over the years, can, can continue to keep it going in the spirit, you know, that Jeff and Ryan originally um, started it with. But I don't know. I'm very much a purist. I wish Lucy and Tam, because we've got friends over there, Jeff Graham. Yeah, I wish them all the best. And the, the reveal video they did, bringing back, uh, Dan and stuff like that. I think, you know, they've got big plans and I really do hope um, that they continue to make a success of it because Giant Bomb, you know, it wouldn't be, the Giant Bomb is like one of those things where if it was if it was gone, it wouldn't be, the industry just wouldn't be as fun as it is right now. Like Giant Bomb's always been, been just a, a, a great brand of content and just really fun stuff and always really likable people and just, just, a, sure. just a force for good in the gaming universe. So I wish them the best, but I can't help but feel like it's a little bit like like Queen's still going right without Freddie Mercury, but is it? Are really they? Queen I want to know that. Freddie Mercury? I well, that's exactly. That. Well, that's the point. Yeah. You don't even know. Yeah, they're still going, and in excess is still going without Michael Hutchinson. So you know, you, they, you know, bands lose their front man, and Jeff was very much the front. It's not like the fucking drummer left. Like Jeff Gersman is like the Mick Jagger of role of the of, of, of Giant Bomber. And once that person leaves, you can you can you can try to replace them. But we all know. Like, I'd be excited. I'd be excited to see Queen with Adam Lambert, right? I, they, they were in Vegas recently. I was, oh, I'd love to see that. Because, but is it really still? Is it really Queen without Freddie Mercury? You've got to say no. And is it really Jeff Bomb without any of the founding members? Jeff it's Bomb. not the old Giant Bomb. It's not the one we grew up loving. The question is, can they make a new Giant Bomb that people will like just as much? I hope so. But I'm very much an old-fashioned guy when it comes to this stuff. And that's the big, you know, it's a tough road to hoe for sure because I think Giant Bomb is so synonymous with Jeff Gersman. And I think that this isn't, and I'm speaking out of my ass a bit because as much as, and I think to a degree you are, right? Of like, we love the people that have worked at Giant Bomb. We love the people that are the ones we know from the current cast of Giant Bomb, but I don't actively consume Giant Bomb content. And that's not because of our personal preference. It's more the fact that I make content all day long and then I go try to take care of my family and then I play a game. It's like, where would I fit in watching or listening to a thing? You know, I'm lucky enough that I can talk to Lucy. I can talk to Tam. I can talk to Jeff. I, I was talking to him in this chat today. And so it's one of those, like, you know, you talk about being a purist. So then your giant panel has been gone for a long time. And I, what it takes uh, looking at it here, even with, you know, the next landers guys leaving to go make next lander and leaving giant bomb. I saw a lot of people being like, Oh man, this isn't my giant bomb anymore. This is that things evolve and change over time. But yeah, to, even for as long as it's been that Jeff has been the face and Jeff has been giant bomb. Even Jeff said in his thing today, this all happened really quickly. So it, it wasn't like you eased into this, right? Because I think, uh, hopefully knock on wood right parallel because we're talking about the fact that you know as they talk about it here right since it launched in 2008 so quite a while there uh, 14 years of giant bomb if kind of funny is lucky enough and i think we will to make it 14 years 15 years or whatever right like my plan is to not be the face of kind of funny forever right i plan on falling back naturally over time of right of like we you see the blessing shows up today right 
And what a fucking fantastic episode of The Blessing Show. It's so good, so great. Like, I'm not saying, you know, Blessing will be the, I hope he is, the face of Kind of Funny in, in, you know, another eight years or whatever. But, like, you bring on new people and they make new shows, which inevitably means that I'm making less. And I'm, I, I already host Games Daily way less than I did when it started, right? I used to be on every day with a new co-host. And now there's a whole bunch of us on the rotating schedule that come through and do. And for the most part, everybody's like, this is great. I like that. Like, that's, you know evolving and changing and doing all these different things it's not a random monday or monday yeah that you wake up and i'm like i'm leaving kind of funny and bam that's what's happened and now it's completely different and even then you'd have tim and you'd have nick and you'd have kevin people who have been here pretty much since the start kevin you know what two it took me a month and a half to cry at a desk and call kevin and make him come work for us but it is this idea that like you would have that natural growth i think this is a big shift right it feels like a seismic shift for a lot of people but i also don't know how much it feels like a seismic shift for people who consume giant bomb regularly because looking at the reset era thread and reading through all that people have been talking about the fact well jeff's been gone for a while or he's been doing less and yada 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 like there's a bunch of stuff happening here and so you know everybody i wish well and i, I know I but it's like it's it's like it's you know, any, any outlet is the product of its personalities right and so if you if at some point even though it happens over time if you get to a point where like none of the original people are there anymore it's a now completely new set of personalities that's a different entity right it might still have the same yeah. name and, it, and, and maybe it's evolved in a good way maybe it's just as good as it used to be, but in a different way. But it's like, you know, you've got like a broom, right? And you replace the handle and then you replace the head and then you replace the, the handle again. And like thinking that like, it's not the, it's not the same broom anymore because none of the original components are there, but like you think it is because all those, the, the parts overlapped. It's a terrible analogy, but you know, it's, I there's my way of saying like, I don't know. On the one hand, there's like the old, there's the old man yells at, yells at cloud versions. Like for me, Jeff really was giant bomb. And so much of the personality of that site came from, came from him. But I think, you know, I think probably what has happened is that a lot of that person, even though he he's left a lot of the tone and a lot of the humor and a lot of the personality, like there's still, it, I was really, it was interesting with, I was very, bit, very bittersweet when they said, Oh, we're going to bring back Mario party games. Cause that used to be one of the most fun parts of, of giant bomb. Right. It was those, those epic Mario party games that they used to play. And I, I, I used to love watching those and I'm glad they're bringing them back. But like, a big part of the reason why I liked him is because I loved watching Jeff just quietly simmering as he consistently <laughs> would always, always get fucked over and just watching him like sitting there, like he wouldn't rage. He wouldn't like throw the controller. He would just sit there silently fucking fuming and silently hating that game more than anything else. And I just loved that energy. And so it'll be different. It won't be the same. The, the, the question is, can it be as good in a different way? Because that's, they're going to have to, that's the tone they're going to have to find going forward. That is the question, and we wish, wish all of the nine new folks at Giant Bomb and, of course, Jeff Gersman the best on their future endeavors. I would expect to see pretty much all of them run through Kind of Funny Games Daily at some point in time. Jeff says he's down. He just got to figure out what his schedule will be, but we'll get there. Don't worry. But that's still so far away, Gary. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. The Elder Scrolls Online High Isle chapter is out now worldwide on PC. Sifil, new update is out today on Steam. Uh, the new Sony Bend logo will be revealed at noon Pacific time. Uh, the bootleg business is booming in Red Dawn Online with month-long boosts for moonshiners in sales and story missions. Plus rewards extend to other enterprising criminals across the frontier with double rewards in all blood money contract missions there's more details you can find online attack at dawn north africa is on pc spell force 3 reforced is on all the playstations and all the xboxes true fear 
Forsaken Souls Part 2 is on Xbox One. Uh, Yuru Kill, uh, the Culmination Games, is on Switch. And then WWE 2K22 DLC Pack is out today. It has Hurricane Motherfuckers. I can't wait to play it. New dates for you. Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue. Uh, DX is making its way to PlayStation, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Nintendo Switch on June 22nd. The PC version of the game will be updated to the DX version on the same day. Uh, EA and Battlefield team revealed Battlefield 2042 Season 1 Zero Hour, the game's first season of post-launch content. It will be available June 9th on all the supported platforms. This season features new map with vertical thrills, a new specialist, as well as tactical additions to the player's arsenal of weapons and gadgets. These... Core content editions are freely available to all players as part of Battlefield 2042's new Battle Pass. Additional cosmetic items, including legendary skins and melee takedowns, are earnable through a premium version of the Battle Pass. And then Evil West is coming out September 20th on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and PC. It would be very interesting, particularly on Battlefield, to see if they if they can write that ship. Because you know it's been one disaster after another. I've been watching it quite closely. It's fascinating to see. I, I thought they were just going to give up but you know they've got this season one thing they, they said another like one more map a couple of weapons i don't know if it's going to be enough to dig them out of the hole that they're in but like i saw oh my god i usually don't do this but i saw the tweet where they announced it today that i just got to see what the reaction is and they want to look at the comments fucking hell they got, they got a lot they got a lot of work to do in terms of the, 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 the that's that fan base and how they're currently thinking about battlefield uh in the chat jugs almighty great name says is the wwe dlc the one with rvd no you're thinking of the whole damn pack that comes out july 19th this is stand backpack this is hurricane helms stacy keebler a kid wesley and bonus my faction cards but hurricane helms is definitely the one well stacy keebler of course too uh the ones that are chasing that one uh gary we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to so go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up guess how much we got wrong today gary I'm going to say zero. I did get a big one wrong on uh, Kind of Funny this past week. Oh, oh sorry, on uh, Xcast. I heard you guys got in a lot of trouble about Killer Instinct, yeah? Yeah, I, uh, I, I ran my mouth about Killer Instinct, and Paris joined in with me. We, we were under the assumption that Killer Instinct um, is a game that uh, doesn't have many fans. And it, they, guess what? They all came out of the woodwork uh, to tell us that kill, the Killer Instinct fan base, uh, the community, is apparently uh, very strong and very... Uh, excited about the prospects of a new game. I was like, who gives a fuck about Killer Instinct? Well, apparently quite a few people do. So <laughs> happy to be happy to be um, happy to be called out on that one. I'm sure they're all going to you know, accept your apology and not be jerks to you for the rest of your life. Uh, speaking of the rest of your life, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the rest of your week. Uh, tomorrow, Blan Blanet, yeah, that's right. Blessing and Janet are hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily. Then Thursday, it's going to be me and Tim in the same room. That's right. I'm going to Tim's house uh, to do Kind of Funny Games Daily and then react to SGF and then run to a plane to go down to LA to be an SGF. Uh, and then Mike, and Andy will close out your week on Friday. If you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or you want to watch it later on youtube.com slash plays, you can catch Mike, Andy, and Nick doing the Sims build challenge. That's coming up right now. However, if you want to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, of course, you can support us, get your name read right into the show, get the show ad-free, and of course, get it with the post-show Gary and I are about to do. Mm. Remember, Kind of Funny Games Daily comes to you each and every weekday, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. If you like something on the internet today, share it. It doesn't have to be kind of funny stuff, but support the people making the stuff you like. Until next time, that's Gary. I've been Greg, and you've been KFAF'd. <laughs>